If anyone's been on a plane, you'd realise that, I don't know what the percentage would be, 80, 85% of the plane is made up of seats. Someone go through this footage of the orange shit on YouTube, anywhere. Show me, where do you see seats? I haven't seen one yet. Like I said, it's probably 80%. The whole plane is just made out of seats and people. Seats and people. And yet, in this bullshit that we see here, we don't see any seats and we don't see any people. Seats and 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 people. plane is just made out of seats and people where do you see seats i haven't seen one yet so that was seats and people by pk and the metascriptors this is the conspiracy no poll review number nine coming to you on the 21st of march 2023 we're into the back sector of the season we're now into the final third of the first season of this conspiracy no poll review and today we're taking a look at a very contentious issue what happens to these planes? Now, the MH370 is perhaps one of the more well-known examples of these planes disappearing. So we'll be focusing on that one mostly today, I would think. What happened to this plane? Where did it go? There's lots of different theories out there about this plane and where it might have went and who might have been sitting on the plane when it disappeared on that fateful Day. So we'll take a look at that particular event, some of your thoughts both on the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit and in the live stream chat. We'll take a look at some of these clips that I've managed to find and put together. And I'm hoping to keep this total presentation to 90 minutes tops, hopefully an hour to 90 minutes. But we do have a lot to go through, so it could go well beyond the allotted time. It's been quite a while since I looked back at any of these plane disappearances. And for those of you who are listening at home on MP3, listening anywhere around the world on MP3, of course, I do originally live stream these. So it's a video slash audio presentation. Originally, you can only hear the audio if you listen to MP3, obviously. So I'll explain to you what's on the screen right now. This is the patented, infamous John Bon hoax hierarchy. Now, for those of you who cannot see it and are not familiar with this hierarchy, let me describe it to you. It's a visualization in the form of a triangle. So at the bottom level, that is the widest. And then as you work your way up the triangle, you get to the pointy end of the triangle, as it were. And next to that are a bunch of labels of the levels. So you begin at baby level, then you work your way up to toddler level, kitty, teeny, daddy, and granddaddy at the top. So each of these is a level of the hoax hierarchy. Baby level of the hierarchy, toddler level, kitty level, teeny level, daddy level, granddaddy level of the hoax hierarchy. This was by John LeBond. This was back in 2016. I put this together. Very proud of it. Seven years 
Where has the time gone? Can you believe it's been seven years? That blows me away. So much has happened since then. And yet, the hoax hierarchy still remains. As it is, it tells the story that needs to be told. That you might find yourself at one level of the hoax awareness, but oftentimes there's bigger deceptions to come, isn't there? Or at least that was my experience when I got into this scene back in the day. What I didn't know was that all these news stories that I was breaking down and analyzing and trying to debunk real or hoax style, I didn't know that they were all baby hoaxes. I didn't understand at the time that there would be more to come. And so you see these plain disappearances, they turn up at the baby hoax level, along with the mass shootings, the ISIS World Tour, all of those supposed beheading videos, the Connected Three, whose names we won't mention, but the shootings and the bombings and what have you, circa 2012-13, all of those find themselves at the baby hoax level on the patented JLB hoax hierarchy. And yet despite that, I think it's still fun to go back and look at these events all these years later. Because especially for the last three years, people have been caught up on more pressing matters to do with certain invisible body-possessing demons and what have you. Why not take a week off some of the more, as we said, pressing matters, or seemingly the more important, directly relevant to today matters, and take a look at the bigger picture. How do we get here? And the plane disappearances, I think, are an excellent way to do that. So we're going to take a look at this thread on the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit. Let's just zoom in for those of you who are watching at home all around the world here for the John LeBond No Poll Review, episode number nine. Yeah, yeah, boy, let's take a look at this. Somebody posted a thread on Conspiracy No Poll about 10 days ago. In fact, their name was Lizard Queen. So I don't think I can read out their entire OP. This is quite lengthy, but I'll just read out the first stanza of it. The title of the thread is The Disappearance of MH370. So Lizard Queen writes this. Back again in the public consciousness lately due to the Netflix series, The Disappearance of Malaysia MH370 on 8 March 2014 is still something of a mystery. What are your thoughts on what may have occurred? Skip ahead if you don't want Netflix spoilers, lol, because I'm going to outline my own theory. And then he goes on to, he or she goes on to explain their theory. So we're going to take a look at some of the comments that were left in reply to that OP. I'll read your live stream comments and we'll take a look at some of the clips. So let's start with this one. This is from nine days ago. So this is a contemporary piece. It's only five minutes long. We'll look at the first minute or two. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what they're going to say. This is CNN saying, journalist in new Netflix documentary shares his theory on MH370 disappearance. I haven't seen this one yet. I just got a whole bunch of these videos lined up for this presentation. I watched one of them. We'll come back and take a look at, where is it? We've got one to do with some of the, um, you know, the people who lost their family, what have you. Very sad story. We'll come back and uh, take a look at that clip. But the rest of them, I haven't seen these yet. So this will be interesting for me, as it is for you, I'm sure to take a look at these clips. So this one's coming to us from, did I say CNN? Where is it? There it is. Let's take a look at this. March 8, 2014, a date I remember well. It was the launch of this program, my program on, on CNN. Also the day, more importantly, that MH370 disappeared, which marked the start of one of the biggest aviation mysteries of all time. The plane carried 239 passengers and crew members. It was set to arrive in Beijing that morning after departing from Kuala Lumpur, but has never been seen since. Coverage of MH370 then took over our airwaves and everybody else's for months after that. 
And yet, despite launching the largest aviation search in history, virtually nothing was found of the aircraft. Theories on how a plane could vanish into thin air have gripped the world for almost a decade, but so far, none have been proven. Now Netflix is streaming a brand new three-episode docuseries. It's called MH370, The Plane That Disappeared, investigating the still unsolved mystery. Jeff Wise is an aviation journalist who plays an important role in the Netflix series. He's the author of the book, The Taking of MH370. I invested the three hours in the Netflix show. I'm not sorry that I did. I learned a heck of a lot. But at the end, Jeff, we still don't know. We still don't know, Michael, and I think that's the point. You know, um, in the months that followed, the investigators performed this uh, intricate mathematics. You could have just paused right there. Yeah, you're right, we don't know. That could have been it. But they've got five minutes to fill, so I guess he's going to try and fill it. Now, interestingly, for those of you who are listening, you can't see this, but behind this special guest, this expert, who's about to share his theory, we see a bunch of books, only one of them with a discernible title, and it says Gotham, as in Batman. Now, that is interesting to me, maybe not interesting to some of you. Batman, or Gotham, in the background there. Hmm, curious. Medical calculation that told them where the plane went, and they devoted a years-long Boring. Search, this is boring. Uh, I don't spending. care anymore. So what are the people saying in the live stream chat? Let's go and take a look. Who is there in the live stream chat? Go and find out in just a moment. Oh, that's right, seats and people. Classic track by PK and the Metascriptors. I do have it somewhere on my screen here, though. Here it is. Uh, here are all the people in the live stream chat. Are we still even streaming? Nope. Is it a disaster? Don't know what's going on here. It says we've got about 40 people watching live. So in the live stream chat, we've got all the regulars are there. YouTube, Gigi Abilin, Infinite Plane Society. He says seats and penguins. Well, there were no seats people or penguins in the footage that we were looking at. And what PK wanted to know was, where are all the seats and where are all the people? And that was in regards to that plane crash. I think it was in Iran. I want to say 2019. I want to say 2019. He's like, where's all the seats and where's all the people? And next thing you knew, the Metascriptors had come out with a classic track, Seats and People by PK and the Metascriptors. Yeah, yeah, boy. So, Linda Curtis is in there. She says, Manifest on Netflix is about a disappearing plane returns five years late out of nowhere. Ooh, spooky. You know what I mean? Spooky kind of stuff. Where are these... Have you seen that film, was it Event Horizon? Where the spaceships just disappear through space-time and people have to go and salvage and find out what happened and then maybe they get possessed and... Where's this ship really going? Is it going to hell? Is there a real hell and this ship can go there? Have these people been to hell and back? Ooh. Scary stuff. Same with the planes. You never know. I used to watch a lot of that kind of stuff when I was a kid. A lot of sci-fi and that kind of thing. I used to be really into those kinds of stories. They're kind of cool. If you can believe in them. Not believe that they actually happened, but just this... It's possible in space-time and... You know, the world works in mysterious ways. And what if they harness Nikola Tesla's energy? And that could cause some kind of ripple in the space-time continuum and... Maybe time travel is possible, and ooh. I was into all that kind of stuff, folks. I was into all of that kind of stuff. Let's go and take a look at another clip. I'm sick of this one. Let's go and find a new one. This is the official trailer for Netflix regarding MH370, the plane that disappeared. Let's take a look at this.
Planes go up. Planes go down. What planes don't do is just vanish off the face of the earth. We have breaking news. Malaysia Airlines confirms it has lost contact with a plane carrying 227 passengers. It seems to have vanished into the net. What do we tell the family members? What do we tell the media? My daughter asked me, where is Papa? It's just so unimaginable. I felt completely shattered. I lived in denial about the plane having some sort of crash. The world s'arrête, quoi. Tout d'un coup, il dit, c'est pas possible. C'est un cauchemar. Réveillez-moi. What happens next is like a rip in the fabric of reality. Theories about the missing plane are go- Guys, I swear to God, I hadn't seen this clip before just now. I'm watching it with you. Did you hear what that dude just said? And that dude, who's, the dude who said that, this wise guy, and that's literally his name. It's like Jerry Wise or something. He was the same guy who was the boring dude on the CNN clip that I played a moment ago. So now they said, oh, there's this guy who was part of this film. We're going to talk to him. That was the same guy. And he was one who said... What happened next was like a rip in the time continuum. What did he say? Let's go and find out. Let's listen to it again. Where is Papa? It's just so unimaginable. I felt completely shattered. I lived in denial about the plane having some sort of crash. The monde s'arrête, quoi. Tout d'un Sorry, coup, c'est le French guy. C'est pas possible. C'est un cauchemar. Réveillez-moi. What happens next is like a rip in the fabric of reality. Like a rip in the fabric of reality. That's the dude who was on the scene and clip that we saw just a moment ago. Goodness gracious me. You know, just moments after I was talking about how when I was a kid, I was into all... You can see where I'm going. Well, maybe. Theories about the missing plane are going viral. It's possible it was hijacked. We don't know. Ooh, hijacked. I forgot that that was part of the story originally. Like, maybe it was hijacked. This very mysterious and very suspicious cargo. The pilot's hope. Ooh, it had mysterious and suspicious cargo. Mm-hmm. Flight simulator was removed by police. I have the... Re- the pilot had a flight simulator at home. He had a big computer contraption with three monitors, and the police took it from his home, probably for forensic investigation, to see if they can trace where was he planning to go. Real evidence. It's there. And you can't deny that. You can't deny that there's real evidence there, because that's what this lady just said. Never in history have 239 people been declared dead on the basis of mathematics alone. 239. Is that how many they said? A bit like room 239. Was that 237? Maybe in the book it was 239, and in the movie it was 237, or vice versa. I always get myself confused. Or maybe I'm just completely making this up. Some debris has been found. Who planted there? Who brought the peace there? Ils se foutent de nous. Ils se moquent de nous. They are- they're lying to us. Oh, so they're implying that whoever found that small piece of the plane on an island, they're implying that that was planted there as a piece. Wow, now we've got ourselves a real conspiracy theory. Oh, yes, very nice. They're lying from the beginning. They're lying to the whole world. MH370 is not just an unsolved mass murder. It's potentially an act of war. How is it possible? Holy shit, guys. This ain't no regular plane that just disappeared. This could be the beginning of war. And what do they show us on the screen when they're saying this? They've got five fighter planes up in the sky. That's what they're showing us when they say this could be the beginning of war. Possible for an airline to disappear out of thin air. Someone knows the answer. The question is who? Only on Netflix March 8. 
That was a pretty full-on little thing, wasn't it? Imagine watching that non-stop from start to finish with the cuts, the sound effects, the footage interspersed with what they're saying from different experts, slowly but surely escalating the narrative from plane gone missing. It's not common. You've got all the family at the waiting at the airport, but there was mysterious cargo. The pilot had the flight simulator. This could be... Oh, maybe they're planting evidence. This could be the beginning of war. Coming on March 8, Netflix. Man, I had to tune in for this. Ooh, I've got little shivers down my spine. Ooh, what a story. A missing plane. All right, let's go and see what the people are saying in the live stream chat. I just move this over here then. Okay, so who have we got? What are they saying in the live stream chat? Folks, what do you think about the MH370? You tell me and I'll read your comment live right now for everybody else to hear as well. If you've got something interesting to say, of course. If not, feel free to hold your peace. Thinks he's a penguin 101 says, CERN kidnapped that plane. Yes, the old CERN story. You know, a lot of people believed in that. A lot of people probably still do believe in that. Ooh, CERN, if they activate CERN, you know, because it's being controlled by the Jesuits or whoever else runs this world, and if they activate CERN, it could warp space-time reality. And then you get people saying, oh, you know, like, reality started changing around 2012. Maybe they moved us into a different timeline by activating CERN or the Large Hadron Collider, or maybe that's why it seems like we're living in a strange alternate timeline now because of CERN yes maybe maybe Sean Hamer says did anyone see the Fauci doorstep video the dude's house was number 2022 yes I did see that but today we're not talking about Dr. Fauci we're talking about planes going missing by the way have any of you guys flown with Malaysia Airlines before I have a couple times yeah it was alright it was alright not too bad uh, yeah, I don't have really much more to add to the to what I'm saying than that. You know, in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, they've got their own Twin Towers. And if you Google Twin Towers while you're in Malaysia, the top result will have nothing to do with New York. It'll be the Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur. They've got their own Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And if you look at the Malaysian Airlines logo, it almost looks like a 3-3, doesn't it? It's very strange. It looks like a 3-3. Three, 3-3, three. Three, three, the Twin Towers. And it was Malaysian Airlines with both the MH370 and the MH... What was it? The 17? MH17, the one that supposedly got shot down. All very peculiar stuff. And your intrepid reporter, who today is coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, when the lockdowns happened three years ago, he actually found himself in, of all places... Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And that is where he stayed for about nine months. Many of it locked down in beautiful Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. In the middle of what was the craziest time of some of our lives. But that was all years ago, folks. We need to move on. We need to move on to other things, such as planes disappearing. Very important stuff. Yes, indeed. Let's take a look at one more clip, and then we'll get into some of the responses that have been left over a conspiracy no poll subreddit which by the way just recently passed 60,000 subscribers officially the last few weeks it was trending towards that but hadn't quite reached 
the magic milestone. But there it is right now, 60,000 and 69 subscribers to this Conspiracy No Polls subreddit. And we'll take a look at some of what they're saying in just a moment. But first, one more clip. This is from Channel 7 News, published one year ago. Let me guess, on March 8. Let me guess. Nope, I was wrong. December 1, 2021. Okay, that's a little bit more than a year ago. Now, this guy says he knows where the MH370 is. Let's take a look at this. Uh, now, it's one of the greatest aviation mysteries of all time, the disappearance of flight. Sorry, I just have to change the settings there. It was on a low resolution. Uh, now, it's one of the greatest aviation mysteries of all time, the disappearance of flight MH370. It's been seven and a half years since the Malaysia Airlines flight vanished, with 239 people on board. The official search was brought to a close back in 2017. But all over the world, people have continued the hunt, including aerospace engineer Richard Godfrey. Richard has spent the last nine months using new tracking technology, mapping the plane's final movements, and he believes he's found its final location, 1,900 kilometres west of Perth, lying at a depth of 4,000 metres. So they're saying that they've got this expert, and he's used new special tracking technology based on the plane's last known whereabouts, and he has determined where the plane must be sitting. Now, folks, I'm no aviation expert. I'm no aeronautical engineer. I'm no forensic analyst, as it were. But it seems to me that based on what they just said, this guy's working from the same data points now that everybody else is working from back when this supposedly happened originally. Unless someone is meant to believe there's some super-duper new computer or program, they can take the very same information, plane here, plane here, plane here, plane gone, can take that same information and somehow extrapolate to some more accurate final resting location than what they could do at the time back when this originally happened. Somehow there's a new computer system. What I'm trying to say here is there's only so many data points that are involved in this. Okay, just imagine it, plane here. Then, a moment later, plane here. A moment later, plane there. And so you see, you've got this record of where it was, then the record stops. There are only so many ways you can extrapolate from that information. But this guy apparently reckons he's got a whole new way of finding out where the plane really turned out. So let's see what he has to say for himself. Richard Godfrey joins us now live from Frankfurt. Richard, this is amazing. How confident are you that you've found the plane? Good morning to you. Um, I'm very confident. Uh, We have quite a lot of data uh, from the Inmarsat satellite. We have oceanography. Uh, Did they not have that when this event supposedly originally happened? Drift analysis. Again, how is that new? Uh, We have the performance data from Boeing. Okay, that might be new. Maybe that's a relatively new thing. Performance data, what does that mean? You still only know, even according to your own story, all you know is where the plane was, then where it was, then where it was, then where it wasn't. That's all. So what, like performance, maybe the new performance data is, yeah, sometimes these things just don't perform and they go straight into the drink. Maybe that's the new performance data. Maybe they've added that to their assessment. We've got new performance data from Boeing. Apparently, their planes are known to occasionally, very rarely, very, very rarely, it has to be said, but occasionally, gone. Plane gone. And now with this new technology, we have the WhisperNet data and all four align at a particular point in the southern Indian Ocean. With all this... 
By the way, for those of you listening to this as the MP3, while this guy's speaking, they did cut to him originally for a few seconds, but since then they just had a whole bunch of CGI uh, footage, you know, uh, moving video of a MH plane, of Malaysian Airlines plane flying through the sky, and now they're showing clips of that same CGI plane flying towards the uh, the big drink. Data, um, is it obvious it was a suicide mission? From the data, is it obvious it was a suicide mission? Yeah, I think uh, it, it is because um, it is interesting to note that Sahari Shah had a home flight simulator. They already knew that in the beginning. <laughs> it isn't new information. And at one point during the flight of MH370 in the Indian Ocean, I found that uh, he tracked towards this simulator endpoint uh, where he flew to fuel exhaustion. And I find um, that's not a conclusive piece of evidence, but it is a bit of a smoking gun. Yeah, absolutely. So all he said is, oh, at some point during the real flight, it seems similar to the one of the flights that this guy supposedly took on his simulator. Absolutely. Now, it's, it's in this vast area of ocean, four kilometres down... Do you think the plane can be retrieved? I wouldn't yes, have thought so, Dave. I do believe so. Um, there are um, a number of companies I'm in contact with, such as Ocean Infinity. They have the capability to go... Man, this is boring. How can people listen to this crap? Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat, see what they have to say for themselves. All right, now. Jaw says maybe it flew into the firmament. CC Jelly says that he thinks that the expert who was just talking then might have eaten the plane because he's a rather rotund individual, I guess is the uh, point that's being made there. And uh, Unico's in the chat. Hello, Unico. Yes, today we're taking a look at this very important topic. Where do these planes go? Now, at this point, I haven't really told you directly what I think's going on with this plane, but I do have a theory about it, and it involves transvestigation and Mandela Effect. I should have said that right at the beginning. I've poured over all of the data. I've looked at the different analyses. I've got the documents. I've spoken to the experts. And after my own personal eight-year investigation into this event, I've arrived at a very solid conclusion to do with how this all happened and where the plane really went. Just you wait till you hear my conclusions. But like I said, a little hint that I'll give you is it does involve some transvestigation and some Mandela effect. So stay tuned for that. But let's go and take a look at what the people had to say over a conspiracy no poll. The first reply is from Zilla82. He says, is this the same flight where the semiconductor chip people were on it and disposed of? Somebody replies, it is. I'd never heard of the semiconductor theory, just did a bit of reading in it. Rogue K. Miro. Rogue Miro says, yes, and now the Carlyle Group owns all of those patents, if I'm not mistaken, which is super suspect. Then Zilla82 says, yes, that's what it was. And years later, guess what the most profitable and in-demand electronic commodity is? Yep, you guessed correctly. I didn't guess anything. I don't know what you're saying. Is it chips? Are they the most profitable electronic commodity? Chips? So, you guys, you might remember this. This is one of the stories that there were 
some uh, employees, some bigwigs from a semiconductor company that was on this plane. And four of them, I think. And so when they perished, the patents that they owned then were transferred to the the parent company or something. And now they have this multi, multi, multi billion, uh, million or even billion dollar technology that would have belonged to the people, but those people all perished on the plane. Don't know if you guys remember that story. I'm going to make a confession to you guys. This is like a confessional time. On Tuesday, March 21, 2023, Jalabir coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I've got a story to tell you. I'm not very proud of this story, but I look back at it as some kind of learning experience that perhaps I had to go through. Perhaps to reach one checkpoint, I had to go through other checkpoints ahead of time. And one of those checkpoints was Conspiratard Valley. And back in 2014, oh, you better believe, I was either still in conspiratard mode or only very slowly pulling myself out of that nasty rabbit hole. And so when this plane disappeared, I actually firstly did believe a story that the plane had disappeared. And then I read on places like Zero Hedge, maybe Reddit conspiracy as well. And there were other outlets also pushing this idea that, oh, they intentionally took the plane down to get the semiconductor technology. I actually bought into that story for a while. Now, back then, this was before I was podcasting, so this was a long time before I started putting any content out of my own. I was still just a a lurker in the scene at the time, if you like, and as you can probably tell from the story I just told you, a conspiratard, a phase that many of us go through. And so I fell for the idea that, oh, this wasn't just any plain disappearance. This was a conspiracy to steal technology. I actually believed that at the time. Now, what do I believe these days? Well, just wait till you find out how the Mandela effect and the transvestigation rear their ugly heads once again, but this time in the disappearance of the MH370. Stay tuned for that. Let's go and take a look at some more of these replies. You know what I might do even? I'm tempted to Google and see what happens when you type in MH370 semiconductor let's see what they're saying oh hello hello we got one from why there's in fact even wikipedia talks about it now this is very bizarre stuff folks hold on i'm getting a whole bunch of messages from people what's going on here all right thought it might be about my sound quality guys let me know in the live stream chat if the sound is coming through i want my voice to be roughly the same as the videos that i'm playing If I'm a little bit louder or a little bit softer, not a big deal. But if it's genuinely noticeable, then I need to fix that right now, if I can. So please let me know in the live stream chat if the audio is coming through all right. Now, let's go and take a look at this, folks. Goodness gracious me. What have we got here? Oh, no, that's Seats and People. We already listened to Seats and People. We want some other stuff. We want some Wikipedia. We want some... Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 Disappearance Theories, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, boy. Go and take a look at this right now. So this is Wikipedia. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 Disappearance Theories. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared on 8 March 2014 after departing from Kuala Lumpur. Beautiful Kuala Lumpur. 
for Beijing with 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board. Malaysia's former Prime Minister Najib Razak stated that the aircraft's flight ended somewhere in the Indian Ocean, but no further explanation had been given. Despite searches finding debris considered with strong certainty to originate from the crash, original announcements were questioned by many critics and several theories about the disappearance were proposed. Some of these theories were described as conspiracy theories. Now, if we just search for semiconductor... Ooh, hello, hello. Acquisition. Acquisition, I should say, of Freescale Star. Just zoom out so the whole thing is in the screen there. Might even just zoom in. Might make it a bit easier. So one of the theories, folks, this is coming to us from Wikipedia, so please, YouTube censors, uh, please spare me from your Ben Hammer. This is not me putting my theories out there. This is from Wikipedia. Take a look at this. It says, a, v- a variety of social media posts and email chain letters claim that a patent was approved days after the disappearance of the MH370. And the right to patent was split five ways, 20% to Freescale Semiconductor and 20% to each of four employees, all of whom were passengers on the plane. What are the odds of that? The patent deals with fabrication and integrated circuits on a semiconductor wafer. The urban myth website Snopes.com suggests that there is no evidence that the four inventors listed on the patent application were on the aircraft passenger list nor that they were entitled to a 20% share of the patent. And it says it is unlikely that their share would revert to Freescale on their deaths, as presented in the email. Hmm, so they're exciting that from Zealand. Let's go and take a look at this article. It's called MH370. It's called 12 Bizarre MH370 Conspiracy Theories. Uh, okay, I'm not really interested in most of these. Where's the one about the patents? Here we go. There were 20 employees from Freescale Semiconductor on board the flight. One theory has come to light. Similar to the, to the life insurance scam, the plane was deliberately destroyed to get hold of patent rights. Well, that, there's no real evidence given for or against this claim. Let's go and take a look at the patent. For those of you listening at home, don't worry, I'll describe it all to you in just a moment. By the way, if you're joining us late, this is Conspiracy Nopal Review number 9, March 21, 2023. We've only got three of these left after today. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the season so far. We'll finish the season after the 12th episode, then take a little break to reassess the best format for these kinds of shows going forward, and the best day and time and how these things should be structured. We'll have all of that sorted out later. But for now, I'm enjoying this season, and a big thanks to all of you who've sent through the positive messages via email and comments and what have you. So right now, we're taking a look at from a Google Patents system for optimizing number of dyes produced on a wafer. So there's a bunch of text about a system for optimizing the number of dyes that can be fabricated on a wafer. There's a bunch of images. It was filed on the 21st of the 12th, 2012. Ooh, interesting. It was published on March 11, and the application was granted on March 11 of 2014. That is very interesting. So just three days after the plane disappeared, on that was on March 8. Just three days later, on March 11, 3.11, the public, this thing is, this um, patent, 
is the application is granted and it is published. My goodness gracious me, what are the odds of that? But I'm still not convinced any of the people who were involved in this patent were even on the plane. Is there not got evidence for that? I don't see any evidence for that. It could be true. Why not? Were there... Were there... Uh, what's it called? Semiconductor on MH370. Let's just Google it again. Let's see if we can find an official source telling us that, oh, yes. Now, here we go. Reuters. Reuters have got some information for us. Very interesting. Let's take a look at this. US Malaysia Airlines Freescale. Okay, so it's, this is from Reuters. It says, and this is dated to March 9, so the day after the plane disappeared from 2014. Says this, loss of employees on Malaysia flight a blow, US chipmaker says. Oh, goodness gracious. Employees of Freescale Semiconductor who were on a Malaysia Airlines flight presumed to have crashed were doing sophisticated work at the US chipmaker, a company spokesman said on Sunday. The ten- there were 20 Freescale employees among 239 people on flight MH370 were mostly engineers and other experts working to make the company's chip facilities in Tianjin, China, and Kuala Lumpur more efficient, said Mitch Hawes, Vice President of Global Communications and Investor Relations. Quote, These were people with a lot of experience and technical background, and they were very important people, Hawes says. It's definitely a loss for the company. None of Austin, Texas-based Freescale's most senior executives were on board the Boeing that vanished from radar screens about an hour after it took off from Kuala Lumpur for Beijing on Saturday. Twelve were from Malaysia, eight from China. And it just keeps going on and on like that. Wow, so according to the official story, there were 20 Freescale Semiconductor employees on the plane, according to the official story. And according to the official story, there was a patent that was granted three days later that has to do with semiconductor technology. It lists the names of the people, but how do we know if any of those inventors are actually on the plane? Why don't we Google, folks? Why don't we Google Pei Dong Wang MH370? What do you think is going to happen if we do that? Pei Dong Wang MH370. Hmm, interesting. So there's a thread about this on Reddit and a whole bunch of other stuff, but no no official sources. Well, see, what we're looking for is an official source to say, oh, Peidong Wang was on the plane. Now, if you say to me, yeah, but JLB, it's, you can't trust the official sources. No, I don't. I'm just trying to establish what is the official story here. That's what I'm trying to establish. So let's go and take a look at this. This is from Reddit. In fact, there's a subreddit dedicated to the MH370. Can you believe it? Let's take a look at this. Just want to switch switch over to the old Reddit format. Much better. Well, they've got 25,000 subscribers and 140 online now. Uh, It was probably a ghost town until this Netflix documentary came out, wasn't it? Now it's active again. And... Yeah, it's just a link to someone's blog. Not that there's anything wrong with blogs, but... Wow, so take a look at this. They've got a lot of action on this subreddit over the last few days. They've got some real action. 
Questionable Cargo, 140 comments posted it just a few days ago. Wow, this is very interesting. See, people love a mystery. People want to solve the mystery. What happened to this plane? People want to solve the mystery. And unfortunately, most of these people are probably regular Normans. And they're trying to... (laughs) They don't realize they've been sent on a wild goose chase. You know what? Maybe some of them do realize that and they don't care. It's just a way to pass the time, I suppose. Yeah, the MH370. Ooh, the old suspicious cargo angle. Hmm... All right, so in the live stream chat, Unico says, John, didn't you talk about the fact that the official story of semiconductors was weird and that magic was maybe involved? I think it was your pass- during your passage at the high side chats. What? Is Unico suggesting that I was saying that there was something magic involved with Oh, no, no, they're talking specifically about uh, computer technology, not about MH370. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so in my Higher Side Chats appearance back in 2018, so we're going back half a decade now, folks. Boy, the time flies, doesn't it? I did mention during part of the conversation that I'd been looking into where do these semiconductors really come from? Okay, these microchips, this computer technology which is so pervasive and ubiquitous in our society today, where does it really come from, even just according to the official story? Because obviously there might be the truth and then there might just be the official story and we might not ever get to know the truth, fair enough. But I just wanted to know, what is even the official story of where does this technology come from? And so I looked into it. I spent quite a fair bit of time looking into it. And I spoke about that on the High Side Chats interview, some of the conclusions that I had reached. And for those of you who haven't listened to that interview, I recommend you go and check it out at the Higher Side Chats. Very popular episode, if I do say so. Very popular episode. Very popular. It was trending very bigly. Bigly indeed. Compared to all the episodes immediately before it and after it. Trended very well. Tens of thousands of views in just the first couple of weeks. And it's still growing to this day. Hundreds of comments. Lots of thumbs ups and thumbs down. It was a little bit divisive, which wasn't my intention at all. It wasn't anybody's intention. Some people don't like a guy who starts off in an interview saying that He's not a flat earther and that he has found some of the flat earthers to be a little bit negative people, which is what I did say at the beginning of that interview, because I knew that at that time there were people who were still spreading this false and malicious accusation that John the Bond was a flat earther, despite everything John the Bond had said on the Ballers Skeptic Round Table. Very popular season. Very, very popular. Some of those episodes reached hundreds of thousands of views. So this was no secret show that I'd done. This wasn't like I was keeping my opinions on the low down. This was why they publicized stuff, and I said very clearly, there is some problem with this flat earth model. And yet somehow, some people had come to the conclusion that John the Bomb was a flat earther. Sometimes people hear what they want to hear. They see what they want to see, you see. So early on in the chat with uh, Greg Carl to the high side chats, I did mention, uh, by the way, uh, yeah, this flat earth thing, there's a couple problems. And I might have suggested that some flat earthers were very dogmatic and that it wasn't my intention to uh, be so dogmatic. I'm open to the possibility that my opinions about things are wrong. And if they are wrong, okay, fair enough. As long as I realize that and then I can change my opinions to be more based in reality, more based on objective uh, evidence, as it were, reason, logic, all the rest of it, trying to refine what I'm believing and what I'm saying, 
then what's the harm in being wrong every now and then? No need to take this stuff personally. But a lot of people, especially with the flat earth stuff, very dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, yes, that was the chat. It was a two-and-a-half-hour chat, the full one. So go and check that out, High Side Chats, and uh, go and take a listen. And then, yeah, in one part of the conversation, I was talking about what I discovered where this technology really comes from. And what I discovered shook me to the depths of my miserable soul. And that's all I have to say about that for now. So let's get back to this MH370 plane that disappeared. Goodness gracious me. Thirst is in the house. He says, hello. True niece says, who is stealing it from who? Linda says that audio is good. I appreciate that. Benton from the Penguin Army is here as well. Jaw says, people just want to work and raise their families. The psyops are just tiring now. Yeah, man. Most people just want to wake up, go to work, come home, drink a couple of beers or vape a couple of THC vape pens or whatever and uh, watch some mindless entertainment. And what is wrong with that? Who is to say that this is not the way to live your life in this day and age? Who's to say that? Certainly not me. Gigi Abilin says, Freescale Semiconductor is an anagram as well. Fluorescent Democracies. Don Refer Cosmeceuticals. Okay, Gigi Abilin, I'm going to ask you a question. Please don't take this question the wrong way. Did you put the words Freescale Semiconductor into some kind of anagram finder? Or did you come up with those yourself? Please let me know in the live stream chat. True Nice says, I think it's black magic for sure, depending on how you define black magic. I think he's referring to technology and the semiconductor and modern computers and technology and the world in which we live. Uh, Gigia Bilin says, I just think you sound cute. Oh, that's very nice of you to say that. Thank you. She says, I'm pissed that they think they can have the rainbow. I love everyone. And one of my best friends is with a girl. Uh, I think this might be from an earlier conversation to do with rainbow flags and what have you. I'm not sure how many rainbow flags were on the MH370. But what I can tell you is this. The reason it disappeared may have had something to do with Mandela Effect and the transvestigation. And I know that that sounds completely crazy and very well could be. But... That is a possibility that we have to consider. And I'm going to give you some evidence about that in just a moment. But first, we need to go back to the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit thread about this very topic. Yeah, yeah, boy. Speaking of which, Conspiracy No Poll, there is a link in the info box below. If you want to listen to any of the early episodes from this season, episode one was about why do some people want you to watch TV with them if you try and leave TV behind. It's like you're leaving their religion behind. They want you to watch TV. Episode two was about how often do you speak about some of your more alternative ideas with friends and family and other normies. Episode 3 was about celebrity conspiracies. Episode 4 was about this uh, alien balloon shoot-down thing that was going on. Episode 5 was entitled, What Conspiracy Theory is a Bridge Too Far for You? Which one's going just a little bit too far, do you think? Very interesting topic. Episode 6, The Conspiracy of the 15-Minute City Conspiracy. And boy, didn't that episode rustle a few jimmies. Is that the word? Rustle? Ruffle a few jimmies? You know what I'm trying to say. You've got a few people hot under the collar, as it were. Some people are very much... They are very much bought into this idea that 
the 15 minutes city conspiracy is real and it's bad. And anybody who says otherwise is probably a paid shill. There are some people who actually believe that, folks. Believe it or not, I'm telling you, they exist. Episode number seven, if ghosts are real, why don't we see ancient ghosts? And then last week in episode eight, we took a look at the military recruitment advertisements and what they might be telling us about what's coming to Western countries down the line. So we've spoken about quite a lot for this season. Still another three episodes to go after this one. We'll have episodes number 10, 11, and 12 over the next three weeks, usually starting around about 5 p.m. in the afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, on the U.S. eastern coast, and 8 o'clock in the morning, Wednesday morning, for Australians on their east coast, I think is... When the show begins, so links to all of those episodes is in the sh- in the info box below, I should say. So let's go and take a look at some more comments that were left. I think we might... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll read a few replies to people talking about this um, semiconductor idea. What kind of animals would kill everyone on a plane for a few people? Asks Gravity TR1. Anyone who thinks these people give two hairs about us is in any way deluded. What I can say for a certainty, based on history, the US is definitely involved, at the very least, not by sharing what really happens. Okay. Zinarez1 says, I thought they were antivirus software people and all worked for one company owned by one wealthy guy. The trip was their present for completing the project. Oh boy. Okay, that's enough from that particular reply stream. Let's look at this one. This one comes to us from 11NUFC11. says, Americans definitely had something to do with it, the plane's appearance. As you say, probably something to do with the cargo or the semiconductor people. Are you guys guys starting to see a pattern here? You guys starting to notice what's going on here? It's probably something to do with the cargo or the semiconductor people. No way does one guy go to a random beach and find all the wreckage, along with missing serial numbers or whatever. That plate was to identify it. Next comment comes from Hugartro. This is on Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit. He says, The documentary really did feel like an American attempt to push the blame from them and onto Russia. And the timing is convenient with the push for war and everything. Brigadier General Crunch says, As much as I've enjoyed entertaining the wild possible scenarios for this, I think it was pilot suicide. A long read here, and then he links to a Medium article. But if you scroll to the end, you can see the pilot scenario they lay out. Well, why don't we go and take a look then? I'm nothing if not open-minded. So this was published back in March of 2021. Admiral Cloudberg wrote an article about this um, Malaysia Airlines thing. Let's just scroll to the bottom. Jeez, it is a long article. To me, guys, I'll be straight up with you. To me, this is just fan fiction. Fan fiction for baby hoaxes. People making up their own stories, their own... Can you solve the riddle? Can you crack the code? Puzzle. Yeah. So they've got the they've got a photo of the pilot. Ooh. Now this is now you see now you're talking my language. It says here that the pilot was known to leave awkward comments on the profile pages of young Malaysian models, and it shows a photo of two a rather well, two young uh, Malaysian, presumably Malaysian ladies, dressed in what looks like uh, airline outfits. Then it shows a photo of the pilot. He's got a smug look on his face. 
Apparently, he took... Oh, I think what they're trying to say is he took the image of the two cute Malaysian girls dressed up in their... Whatever that attire is. He's then pasted an image of his own smug face and then... No, no way. That's what this guy has done. Whoever wrote this Medium article has done that. He He's the one who has taken these two separate images, put them together. But then he's shown a, like a screenshot of the pilot... And he's written a comment, just shower question mark. Okay, so I haven't read this medium piece. This is all news to me. I think what they're suggesting is that he would leave these weird comments on Facebook. Like, just shower question mark, which... Okay, that is a bit weird, but... It's not... It's not quite as... Is that really the evidence? That's not... I'm sure you've got something more than that. That was a pretty funny photo with the, with the smug look on his face. <laughs> Sorry to those of you who can't uh, see this because you're listening to the MP3 version. But, um, yeah, it's pretty funny to me. Anyway, so where's this, where's this story where they say what happened? Come on now. We were promised a, a TLDR here. What have you got for us? Jesus, can you imagine how long it took this? This is like a book. You could seriously convert this to a book. Gee, how many comments did he get for this? Doesn't say. Doesn't show the comments. What the hell? Alright, well it didn't have any, you know, concise TLDR, so I'm over it. Anyway, let's get rid of that. Okay, let's go back to... No, I've got some more clips to play, folks. Are you ready for this? I've got some sounds from inside Flight 370's cockpit, okay? So I told you guys that I had done a lot of research into this one, and I found some startling information that leads me to suspect the Mandela Effect and the Transvestigation are both heavily involved in this case. I'm going, I'm talking all the way right to the top. This goes right to the top of both Mandela and Transvestigation. And so here's a piece of evidence that I want you to consider and come to your own conclusions. This is sounds from inside Flight 370's cockpit. Now this is from CNN from eight years ago. But a lot of modern day researchers don't think to go back and look at the original evidence. Let's take a look at this, folks. This is from CNN. This is from inside the cockpit of that plane that suffered the horrible, fateful uh, end. And my heart goes out to the families, obviously. This is what was recorded inside the cockpit. Goodness gracious me. A Malaysian 370 standby and Malaysian 6 is cleared to Frankfurt via Agosa Alpha departure. 6,000 feet squawk 2106. Malaysian 370, request level. Malaysian 370 is set to Beijing via P-Boss Alpha Departure. 6,000 feet squawk 2157. Beijing P-Boss Alpha Departure. It wasn't a tent, it was just magnificent. Thank you. Malaysian 370, welcome, over to the ground. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. People get burnt alive here, man. What the f***? They've got waiting music in the police. This is the boy country, bro. They've got waiting music at the police, homie. What the f***? This is Africa, man. That's why it was on the right. Is this death music or is this the police waiting to help me? 
Hello, stupid Ghana police. Yes, please. How may I help you? Hello, I need help. How may I help you? You need to help me. I am. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm locked in here. Some some stupid container. Like some. Bo- what? I'm being locked in a container. You've been locked in a container. Yes. Where exactly? It's close to Malam. What exactly happened? It's like some boys, they locked me in a container and they left. I don't know, they speak some stupid African. Some barber shop, they saw I had an iPhone. Barber shop? Yes, they saw I had an iPhone, they saw... Please, let me finish, please, one second. I was in a barber shop, there were some boys. They saw that I had, like, uh, 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 an iPhone. They saw that I was speaking uh, 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 good English. They thought I had money and they locked me in a container. They beat me. And then they locked me in the container. On zero, it's right. On zero, but it's just it's a good zero. It's just a zero, and I'm just right up for one zero. And I'm just right up for one zero, but it's just three seven zero. Three seven zero, three two right to take off. Nice. Three seven right, take off. So you guys heard all of that. It sounds like there was quite a lot of commotion on the plane. <laughs> sounds like, uh, well, for starters, you shouldn't have people locked in a container on the, uh, on the plane. It's, uh, that's not a, a good situation. Hey, well, let's listen to some more of this uh, track from in- inside the cockpit. So what they're doing is in the video from CNN, they've got some closed captions or they've got some, uh, you know, text to tell you what's being said. And it's all pretty straightforward stuff apart from the locked in a container business and uh, there wasn't a tent and all that kind of thing. Apart from all of that uh, tomfoolery, the rest of it's all fairly straightforward, you know, plain, uh, you know, Lumpur Control, Malaysian 370, this kind of stuff. Malaysian 370, Lumpur Radar, good morning, plan flight level 250. So as you can see, it's pretty boring. So I think we'll leave that there. Let's go and take a look at what people are saying about all of this in the live stream chat. What did you guys make of all of that new information that I've just brought to your attention? Let's go and take a look. Slowburn says, hmm, ancient ghosts. Yes, go and check out the links in the info box below. It'll take you to a compilation of all the episodes of this season. And you can just click on what you want. Do you want the video or the audio? And it's all waiting for you right now. Archived, waiting to go. As will all of this season. All 12 episodes will be there waiting. And I look forward to people's feedback. Once the season is complete, what do people think? Do they like the time zone? Do they like the format? Are there suggestions for improvements or... People can let me know what they think about all of this. I like to take constructive criticism on board, and I think 12 episodes for one season is a good length of time to 
get into the swing of a time zone, get into the swing of a show, and the same regular people see each other in the live stream chat, and you get some uh, continuity going for a little while, and you get to sort of see where where could this potentially, what directions can this potentially go in, and that kind of thing. So I think 12 weeks is good. It's not too long, but it's long enough that you get some some good ideas about what's working, what's what, what's not. So you guys let me know in the live stream chat and in the comments, in the emails, and all the feedback. I'm always taking feedback on board. Okay. Gigi Abilin says, I don't think there was a plane. I think it was a fake PSYOP to communicate certain details to certain people. Is that so, Gigi Abilin? Very interesting. What kind of ideas do you think they were trying to communicate? And why do you think they didn't just use the telephone or email? Or if you mean it was to communicate ideas to the masses, why not just use movies or television programming? Like... They usually do. Why do they have to use a fake news story? Or maybe you think the story was... Well, you think there was no plane, so that's fair enough. But uh, for the people who do believe there was a plane, where do you think the plane went? For those of you who don't think there was a plane, why do you think they did this then? Gigi Abilene has given her take on it. Let's go and have a look at some of the other comments that were left. Phones of Black Mirror Devices says, Jaw. Gigi Abilin says, I have a theory about near-death experiences and it deals with the Mandela effect. Interesting. Because I think that those people in the cockpit of this plane, I think they also had a cross between a near-death experience, Mandela effect, and transvestigations, which we'll talk about later on in the presentation. Okay... Linda Curtis says, why is it called a cockpit asking for a friend? Unico says, is this a real call? The guy who was locked in a container. Oh, yeah, that was the real deal. There was a dude and he was locked in a container. I'm locked in a container. These boys, they saw my phone. They beat me and they locked me in container. YouTube says, shall be trying not to laugh, lol? Yeah, well, I'm trying to keep it all together here, friend. I can, if I can just keep my composure for another half an hour, once I press stop, stop live streaming, then I can uh, indulge in some more uh, lighthearted entertainment. But I'm meant to be serious here, folks. This is a serious matter, so I shouldn't be bursting out into laughter. I have to be very serious here. 239 victims, not to mention all the families, of course, to whom I... Heart goes out. Gigabilin says, so what if I use the anagram generator? That's what it's there for as far as I'm concerned. No, that's fair enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with using it. I just thought if you've come up with those anagrams by yourself, I'd imagine you'd spent an inordinate amount of time trying to come up with those. Very impressive, I would say, if anybody came up with those anagrams just by looking at the words. Linda Curtis says the chips disappeared in 2021. At least they couldn't get parts. So they said, yes, so they said. Infinite Loops Lawson says all the world is a stage. It would certainly seem that way. Okay. Let's go and take a look at some more of the comments that were left over on Conspiracy No Poll. Yeah, yeah, boy. Del Shenanigan says it landed in Diego Garcia. The cargo, crew and passengers disposed of. And the hull chopped up and disposed of. Man, that is dark. That is bleak. 
Sight without eyes says, why though? What is the motive? It's mysterious as hell, but who benefits? So then Del Shenanigans replies, look at the passenger list. See who they were and make your own decisions on what you think. So then Sight without eyes naturally asks the question, have you got any leads or pointers in the right direction? So Del Shenanigans points to an independent.co.uk article that supposedly says there was a hundred AIDS researchers and activists on board the flight. Problem is, that's for the plane that got shot down. So then, then somebody else, the Wizard Queen, comes into the conversation, then mentions the freescale semiconductors. But the person who was originally saying, oh, just look into who was on the plane and then you'll figure it out, that person was linking to the wrong story. Man, this is uh, this is some embarrassing stuff at times, man. I don't think they came back and even said, oh, I was wrong about that. No. Boy, oh boy. So this is another reply. This one is from Reddit or not. It says, four out of the five patent holders were on the plane. Patent for what? Nanotech. So small you can breathe it into yourself just by being in the same room with it. Then the vax came out. Homo Borgenesis. Research that. Whoa. All right, next uh, reply from Electivia Max says, Pilot suicide. Guy's personal computer had a very similar route mapped out on a flight simulator. Pilot suicide. So that's one of the leading candidates for the explanations, isn't it? So far we've got pilot suicide. We've got that one about it being flown to some island and then everyone being killed. And we've got the... Oh, it was disposed of because of the semiconductor people. So those seem to be the three most common replies that we're getting so far. I remember back then at the time people were saying, oh, if the pilot decompressed the um, the plane, like left the cockpit fine, but left all of the cabin decompressed, you know, it would only take so long for everyone to... Uh, pass out due to lack of oxygen and then, you know, they'll all just die in their sleep. Like, I remember people saying how, you know, I think it was in the mainstream as well, but certainly in the alternative circles, it was this idea of, oh, once he decided to take over the plane, he could have just killed people in their sleep. No one would be the wiser. So for anyone who was flying at that time, I wonder if this kind of had some kind of uh, effect on their brain, whether they realized it or not. Like, oh, just remember, folks, if your pilot goes crazy tonight and decides to kill himself, he can kill you while you're all asleep and there'll be nothing you can do about it. Just gently asleep. Just, you're feeling very sleepy now. Yes, this is your captain and we are on course to reach our destination in about seven hours. The cabin crew will be turning off the cabin lights. If you need any assistance, just speak to the cabin crew who is on shift awake. But other than that, enjoy your sleep and just remember... That if any of us in the cockpit go crazy, there'll be nothing you can do. So sleepy, sleepy, nighty night, you're getting very sleepy. I don't know if these stories have that effect on people. I don't know if they're, when they're jumping on a plane, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, oh yeah, I remember that story about that pilot who went crazy and suffocated all of his passengers. Does it have that effect on people? Do these stories have that influence on the subconscious of the people? I don't know, guys. I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me. 
If you've got millions of people around the world all seeing these stories about, oh, one theory is that he asphyxiated all of his passengers. If you've got millions of people around the world who are receiving that story, either through the television, through smartphones, which were around back then. 2014, there were smartphones, yes. And um, newspapers were still popular back then, to some extent. So how are people getting this information? This idea is going to their head that, oh, yeah, by the way, did you know that if a pilot does go crazy, which can happen sometimes, yeah, they can just kill you in your sleep by just depressurizing the cabin or some shit like this, and there'll be nothing you can do about it. If you've got millions of people focusing on that story, even for just a few minutes, let alone multiple segments over days or weeks or months, I would imagine that that would have to increase anxiety to some degree. It seems logical to me. What do you think in the live stream chat? Let me le- let me read out your comments. Do you guys think that might lead to an increase in anxiety if they're putting that story out there for people who are traveling on plane either for a holiday? says that we started streaming 20 minutes ago. I think it was a bit more than that. Am I still streaming? Oh, no, I'm out. Oh, they do this every time. All right, am I back? It says we were gone for a second there. Sorry about that, folks. It seems that I was gone for a little while. How long was I gone? Let me know what was the last thing you heard me talking about before the uh, stream cut out there, folks. I'm reading your live stream chat as we speak. What was the last thing you heard me talking about? Because I did go off on a little tangent there about uh, people dying in their sleep while they're on planes, which was one of the stories that was being told at the time. Still streaming? Are we still live? Says that we're still live. How long have we gone for, folks? Let me know. Still live? Oh, no, it's happening again. Is it? Is it back? What was the last thing you heard me speaking about before it cut out? Oh, yeah, the anxiety. So you heard me mentioning that uh, maybe people's anxiety would have gone up as a result of these news stories going into their heads about the captain. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, about this uh, This. Internet stream cutting out. It is uh, frustrating. It really is. It really is. But what can you do? You know, it's uh, modern technology. It's still pretty amazing. I can sit here behind a blue Yeti and an Acer Aspire and share my thoughts. People all around the world can hear these thoughts either live or on delay. I think it's pretty cool. So the occasional. Okay, I don't need buffered for about 20 seconds. Oh, so you heard Al Master says that he heard me talking about being very sleepy. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing a bit about, you know, the captain. You know, when you're on a plane and then the captain's saying, oh, well, we're on course, the meals have been served, basically everybody go to sleep. I was just saying how once you have heard the stories, the news says that the captain can kill everybody in the cabin by depressurizing it and everyone will be passed out or dead by the time anyone works out what's happened. You know, the idea of that same, of any captain around the world now saying, you know, good night. Maybe in the back of some people's minds, they're like, hope this dude doesn't depressurize a cabin and kill me because he's gone crazy. I mean, because he was writing awkward Facebook comments to cute Malaysian models on Facebook. You know what I mean? Hope this guy doesn't have a three screen flight simulator in his home where sometimes he imagines flying off into the distance, flying off course, going AWOL. 
and uh, dreaming a beautiful dream, a final beautiful dream, before the plane runs out of fuel and begins a slow but steady descent into the ocean. You see, if a plane was flying at max speed or at cruising speed and then all the engines stopped, the plane wouldn't just suddenly uh, fly towards the ground. They'd just basically turn into a giant glider at that point. And we still take quite some time to come down if it was under control. And maybe that's how this guy wanted to end it. Just wanted to get the plane into the sky, make sure no one in the cockpit was paying attention, somehow take care of his two co-pilots or assistants or whatever you call them, depressurize the cabin. Now all of his passengers are also cargo. And then just put it on autopilot to nowhere and just blissfully look into the sun, a final sunset on his suicide flight. Maybe. Somehow I doubt it because I don't believe this plane even existed. That's my, that's my, the first problem with this theory that I can see. But if you can just get past that idea, Mr. Captain, on a last flight off into the sky, no longer for this world, flying like a bird until the very end, just like on his flight simulator. Hmm. What were we talking about? Oh, yes, we were talking about the live stream chat. Unico says, personally with movies about plane crashes and plane crashes like this in the news, I always feel a bit anxious when flying. That's interesting. Yeah, well, that kind of fits in with what I was saying before about how if you tell millions of people that the, the pilot can just murder you all instantly, that's going to frighten a few people, I would have thought. Bob CZZ says, there is no way a plane could get lost and never found. They are on radar, and if it crashes, you've got emergency locator beacon. Fair enough, if you say so. I don't pretend to know much about these kinds of things. Infinite Loops Lawson says, wouldn't every pilot have a sim nowadays to stay sharp? I honestly don't know. Would they? I don't know. Slowburn1 says, yeah, it sounds laughable. I think he's talking about the official narrative with the, uh, the pilot. And the Slime29 says, no planes, exclamation mark. Okay, so that's enough from the live stream chat. Let's go and take a look at another clip that I found, folks. Now, by the way, if you go to YouTube search and type in MH370 families, get a lot of... There's so much MH370 stuff on YouTube. Very interesting. And I found this particular clip. This one is entitled, Malaysian plane shock families of MH370 passengers react to news about crashed jet. And it's from Euronews. Has about a million views, like I said, from eight years ago. In fact, it's from March 24... 2014 and it says that this is the families they're reacting to the news of the MH370 let's take a look at this uh, by the way my heart goes out to the families what you're about to watch may be distressing to some viewers so you know blah 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 let's take a look at this So it started off with a lot of sad people. Some people were so sad they had to be carried as though they'd been uh, 
they'd somehow been uh, rendered unconscious. That's how sad they were. And then they got this angry guy, very angry guy, yelling and uh, what have you. They don't provide subtitles though. And my Chinese is nowhere near good enough to translate any of this. So they've got the camera right above these mourning family people. This isn't camera from 10 meters away. They're putting the camera right above these people's heads, like above head height, so they can peer down on these people while they are lamenting the apparent loss of their people. (laughs) Some of the family members, they're coming right up to the camera and they've even got the, you know, the lights. So you've got the cameraman, plus you've got the guy who does the lighting, if they're doing an indoor uh, shooting, if you like. And so you can actually see the lights, the camera lights, on the, some of these people as they're coming up to lament in front of the cam- right in front of the cameras. <laughs> oh, these are the cameras that have uh, some rather big lights on top of them, so... Yeah, some of them have the camera lights going on, and uh, it's quite a media maelstrom there, isn't it? How many cameras can you see? One, two... There's at least a dozen cameras just in this one shot. (laughs) So it showed the lady just collapsing to the ground. Now it shows a, a lady walking out. Oddly enough, wearing the old uh, medical mask, or the old uh, blue mask. Another per- so this person's had to be wheeled out on a stretcher, presumably because they were so overcome with grief from the, the news. Unless we're supposed to believe this is one of the victims from the crash, who's already been recovered, but that would seem a little bit beyond the pale. Jesus. Sorry if that came through a bit loud there on your uh, speakers or headphones there, folks. That was not my intent. Got a bit extreme there for a second, didn't it? Might just turn that down a little bit. So, I mean, I think for those of you, and I used to be one of you, in fact, up until about three minutes ago, I was one of you, the people who think that there was no planning, this was a made-for-TV movie, and the whole thing was fabricated 1984 George Orwell style. Well, I just showed you footage of the family being very upset. So, I think that's case closed, that this event is in fact real, 100% real, and some people died and some people got hurt. How can you dispute this evidence of people shouting and yelling and being upset? Please, in live stream chat, please tell me how you can ignore this, dispute this, pretend this didn't happen. If this was not a real event, how come all this is happening? How to explain it? Please, uh, I'm all ears, folks. Explain to me in the live stream chat how any of this makes sense. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Uh, let's see. The Slime29 says maybe Jeff C was the pilot. 
Well, the slime 29, you're going back a long way. A lot of people now, these days, the truth scene has changed so much over the, the uh, what is it, nine years that I've been here. A lot of people here today don't know who Jeff C is. They would have never heard him. They have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea who the guy is, what he did, the influence that he had. They've got no idea. Because, of course, Jeffrey disappeared just over two years ago, didn't he? I want to say December of 2020. So, yeah, two years, four months, something like that. Just uh, disappeared, didn't he? Used to be the King Truther, Jeffrey. Used to be the King Truther. In fact, he and Press Reset Earth were the ones who promoted most widely my hoax hierarchy. <laughs> they dedicated an entire show. This is back when they had a huge audience, too. We're talking hundreds of live viewers every episode. We're talking many thousands of total listens, maybe in the tens of thousands at one point. These guys were popular people. And much more popular than me. Like that, a much larger audience than me, by far. They'd been around for longer than me, and they'd also done a much better job of appealing to a wide audience than I did. And uh, I've got no problem with that. Good on them. For some reason, they decided to spend an entire three-hour episode dedicated to trying to debunk my hoax hierarchy. And all it did was give it more and more promotion. It was incredible. When I created the hoax hierarchy, I thought it was funny. And I kind of thought it might be funny if they mentioned it and gave it more attention. They didn't just mention it. They gave it a full three-hour show talking about the John the Bond hoax hierarchy. Mm, the good old days, 2016. So you good old Jeffrey C. All right. He's, you know, he's also, you know, my heart goes out to the families and what have you. You know how it is. You know how it is. The Slime 29 says maybe Jeff C. was the pilot, as I said. All the gurings says the crying sounds fake. Interesting. Our master says they sounded like paid criers. Rico Cool says sad angry is my default. All the gurings says no tears. Gigablin says such a ritual. They're referring, of course, to these uh, family members who we just saw and heard. Jaw said, imagine doing this as a job. Linda Curtis says they don't know how to use onions to enhance crying. Tinkle Tink says town criers. YouTube makes a very un-PC joke. It's the current year, YouTube. You can't be making those kinds of jokes, my friend, in the current year. The Slime 29 says Jeff C was a plane expert. Well, so we thought. Do you remember that whole uh, Transasia disaster? <laughs> Transasia? Oh, man, Transasia. What country? That was in Taiwan, wasn't it? It was in... Was it Kuching? No, no, was it Kaohsiung? Was it Taipei? I can't remember what city it was in. The Transasia disaster. That was back in... 20... What year was that? 2015. Oh, I say Transasia. Oh, very, very bizarre stuff. Jaw says that maybe Jeff C got assigned to a new job. Maybe. I hope wherever he is, he's enjoying life. I wish him no ill will. Unico says, do you have a link for the John the Bond hierarchy by Jeff C? No, I don't have a link. I don't even think their original streams are still up. I think all of, almost all of the stuff from back then, all of our channels have been deleted. All of the videos have been deleted. But I'm pretty sure I've got a copy. I'm pretty sure that I downloaded a copy of the episode those guys dedicated to me. So one day I'm going to have to go back through my hard drive with all of my saved videos. Because I knew that people were deleting stuff. Like I knew that if there was something you liked, you had to save it. So I saved a lot of stuff. And I'm glad that I did. And I think I did save that one. So I have to go back and see if I can find it. 
Yeah, man, 2016 was wild. Those of you guys who got to this scene post-2016, yeah, like, no offense, but you don't know what you're missing out on. Like, man, the scene was wild back then. This was before censorship... YouTube censorship. Like, this is before YouTube started really cracking down on the, you know, the crazy ideas. It was a free-for-all compared to today. And there was more people here. There were more people in this corner of YouTube... These days, people tell me, oh, they've all gone to TikTok and Telegram now. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I hope that's true. I hope these people have simply left the YouTube platform but found better platforms or whatever. But since I don't use Telegram or uh, TikTok or any of this stuff, you know, all I see really is the, the YouTube scene and then the various blogs that I follow and the forums that I follow. And from what I can see, no, media fakery awareness... It just isn't what it used to be, especially on YouTube. And back then, man, people knew about it. There were all these little factions debating this, debating that. These guys were friends. These guys were enemies. Then it became that a certain group of funny YouTubers, they all decided they believed in the flat earth. And then on the other side was Jeff C. And but then Jeff C. started trying to argue that the moon landing was real as well. And then that was a very poor tactical move on his part that was fully exploited by the forces of good. And, yeah, his whole shtick fell apart, didn't it? All fell apart. Man, those were, those were times, man. People would upload a video, there'd be response videos. I could upload a video and then the Lobbusters would talk about it in their next episode. <laughs> I could release a hoax hierarchy and then Jeff C spends three hours basically promoting it thinking he's debunking it but not doing a very very good job at all not doing a not debunking it at all just promoting it really man 2016 we'll always have the memories won't we and by we I mean me and by always I mean I don't know maybe for another 10 years maybe in 10 years I'm doing something totally different with my life and I look back and I'm like oh yeah that's right that was a weird time in my life discussing true things with people on the internet Alright, so guys, I've got a couple more clips I want to play. Here's a guy who and his wife who say that they were meant to be on that plane. This is from July 20... This is from July 18, 2014. This is from The Telegraph. We were feeling like we were supposed to be in that flight. And it's obviously, you know, something watching over us and saying, no, don't get on that flight. And and we're very loyal to Malaysia Airlines. We're cool and and we always want to fly with Malaysia Airlines, but then, and then you didn't really like KLM, but then, you know what, at this moment, KL, we're so glad to be in that KLM flight rather than that Malaysia Airlines. And, yeah. I just feel sorry for all the families. Let's watch more of this. I'll put it on full screen for those of you watching at home. Yeah, I was going to change my flight to be on Malaysia Airlines, and, uh, yeah, then we couldn't get both on the flight this morning, so we changed it. To <laughs> oh no, airline. check this out. Check this out. I didn't even notice this. The two passengers they're speaking to at the airport who are waiting there with their luggage, apparently for another flight, they're saying that they were meant to be on this flight that's disappeared. Look at their names. Don't worry for those of you listening, I'll explain it in just a moment. But for those of you watching at home, look at their names. Holy shit. 
Oh man, this is tripping me right out. Their names are Barry and Izzy Sim, as in S-I-M. Are you shitting me? Oh man, this is this is too much for me right now. Holy shit! <laughs> um, I I I am in my mind. Lightning never strikes twice in the same place. So I'm still philosophical that you get on the flight and you go about your life. So but I know my wife doesn't feel like that. So it's probably the last thing she wants to do now is fly, especially at Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, but you well, we have to, yeah, exactly. And it, all, all we would be doing is delaying the inevitable, so we have to go home. Yeah, we have to go home Are at some religious? point. Um, Do you mean like as, as in uh, the inevitable, as in... No, no, we, we inevitably have to fly home, so... What to do but catch a flight, and probably now is the best time. Just the first feeling you it's just shock. You get you get this sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. So yes, yeah, just I would, you start getting butterflies. You start yeah. your heartbeat starts it, going. It's like we were feeling like we were supposed to be in that flight, and it's obviously you know something watching over us and saying no, don't get on that flight. And and we are very loyal to Malaysia Airlines. We're cool and. And we always want to fly with Malaysia Airlines, but then, and then you didn't really like KLM, but then, you know what, at this moment, KL, we're so glad to be in that KLM flight rather than that Malaysia Airlines. And, yeah. I just feel sorry for all the families and that. Well, and their names, let's just look one more time. Where did they put it on the screen? Take a look at that. Barry and Izzy Sim. Passengers who missed MH17 flight. we? so we've been taking a look at these comments from the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit. Let me know what you think in the live stream chat, by the way, folks. What do you think about that? The passengers who's, who missed, who weren't on the flight but could have been, they think probably almost should have been, but they're glad that they weren't. Barry and Izzy Sim, what do you make of that? Are you using Reddit Conspiracy No Poll? I know that Reddit gets a bad rap for very good reasons, but the different subreddits can have their own subcultures, their own uh, general vibes, if you will. And if you go and check out Conspiracy No Poll, I think you'll like it. There are skeptics. There are conspiracy theorists. There are a couple of normies. Most people conduct themselves fairly maturely, and uh, there's some constructive conversation, different ideas and what have you. So if you're interested in reading other people's ideas or if you want to contribute your own, even post your own, very easy to do that with Reddit, then I recommend you go and check out the Reddit Conspiracy No Poll. That's Conspiracy, N-O-P-O-L. That's the subreddit. Just past 60,000 subscribers. And what kind of posts have been left there recently? Well, one of the more recent ones is, how do you see the next few months or years? Is there a source of geopolitical predictions that you view as reliable? Someone's posted something about Dave Chappelle. Why did Dave Chappelle leave in the first place? That one has to do with that particular... I watched the video. It has to do with... Uh, what's his name? Martin... Is it Martin Lawrence? You know the guy who was in that movie with Will Smith? You know the guy? Anyway. One of the more popular threads recently has, has, has called, Has anybody changed their minds yet? And it's to do with the mass die-offs that people thought were coming and 
all of that kind of thing. PCR has been known to deliver 100% false positives for a while. Here's some instances. Public online forums as a honeypot. Some of these threads only have, say, 12 comments, 29, 105, 4 for the more recent. If it's only been there for a few hours, they have 2 or 4 comments or something like that. But some of these threads get, yeah, a dozen, 20, 40, 50, 100 replies. just depends. Lots of different things you can discuss at Conspiracy No Poll. There is a link to the mailing list as well, the John LeBond mailing list. If I ever get kiboshed by a big tech, the mailing list is a way that I can let people know where to find my new material or to update them about what I'm doing with my own content or if I'm going to keep this series going with Conspiracy No Poll. If this channel got kiboshed, how would you ever know? I would send you an email via that mailing list and then you would know where to find the new channel if that were to happen. And I did get kiboshed at the beginning of 2019. So it can happen. I don't think it will. I don't think I've said anything that's offensive or breaking any policies on this um, stream. I don't think so, but you never know. So if it were to happen, having the mailing list makes it a lot easier to let people know where to find the new channel. You've heard about the hoax hierarchy. Go to johnlebond.com and just go to the hoax hierarchy. What do you think about this hoax hierarchy? <laughs> do you think some of these items should be higher and some should be lower than what they are? I don't know. You tell me. You let me know what you think. There's lots of topics on there that some people aren't ready for, though. I'll tell you that right now for free. And also, by the way, I did chat about that hoax hierarchy when I chatted with Greg Carwood of the High Side Chats back in the day. We discussed the hoax hierarchy in depth. So, big thanks to all the people with their comments in the relevant thread over at Conspiracy No Poll. I did read quite a few comments today. If you want to read more of those comments or leave your own, that is a thread available at Conspiracy No Poll as well. And let's just read a couple more live stream comments that have come through... Uh, let's see, Gigi Abilin says, what's a Jeff C? Oh, you missed out. He was uh, quite a character. Very bizarre character. Unico says, why is there so much hate in the truth community? I've got a theory about that, Unico. Maybe we can discuss that in a future episode. But I've got a theory about that, and I think it's a very fair theory. And even though a lot of people in this scene probably aren't ready to hear the theory, because it actually kind of applies to them, I think some people are ready to hear the theory. And I think it does go a long way to explaining the kinds of people who are here, why they're here, and why there is so much negativity in the scene. Lots of good people here. Lots of good energy, don't get me wrong, but there is a lot of negativity where some of us think maybe there ought not be. Why does it happen? What leads to this situation? Well, I've been here a long time. I've come up with quite a theory about it. We might talk about it in the future. Commissary says, man, this is so lame. What is? What does he say is so lame? Clearly not a big deal. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, no, is he talking about... I'm trying to work out what these people are talking about. Oh, Gigi Abilin noticed something interesting about that footage where we were looking at those um, the Sims, literally the Sims. Gigi Abilin noticed that when he tried... The father tried to, you know, touch the baby to comfort the baby or whatever, the mum pulled the baby away. That is very interesting. Let's fast forward to the alleged, mm, the alleged incident in in uh, in question here. Take a look at this. So this is. No, oh, no, I didn't see, didn't see the mum pull the baby away. Maybe she was talking about something different. Hmm. Maybe it happened in some other part of the video. No. Not sure. Maybe I'm confusing myself. 
Maybe we're all confusing ourselves. Maybe that's what's going on here. But are these real people? Or are they sims? Or are they both sims and real people at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, so... Live stream chat. Lots of people. Anyway, I think that'll do us for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. This has been John LeVon coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. March 21 slash 2023. This episode available on delay as an MP3, usually within 24 hours. So if you've been on the live stream, thanks for taking part in the live stream chat. If you are listening anywhere around the world on delay through the uh, podcast, hope you've enjoyed the show. We've got three more of these to go. And then the show will go into a hiatus while I reconsider the best path forward. The feedback so far has been terrific. Thank you very much to each and every one of you who've taken the time to send me a message via email or via Reddit or what have you. It's been uh, quite lovely. So clearly there's a lot of interest there for the show to, or some kind of show to continue. So we'll see what happens on that front. But we've still got three more of these Conspiracy No Poll reviews. So go and check out Conspiracy No Poll uh, subreddit. Go and leave your thoughts, read other people's thoughts, interact with the many bright individuals who were there. And I hope you guys have a lovely day. We're going to go out today with a track, which I did get lined up before we press record. This is from... Chief Crow and the Flat Earth Worms. And uh, that'll do us for today. I'll see you guys next week from 5 p.m. Tuesday afternoon, US Eastern, 8 a.m. Melbourne time, Wednesday morning. I'll see you guys for episode 10 next week. But that'll do us for Have you ever today. Away from Earth ciao, ciao. Into the black As you can see the stars. Oh, yeah. We were never able to see stars from the lunar surface or on the daylight side of the moon. It's not a black void. I mean, it's black, but there's all kinds of polka dots. You can see planets, you can see moons, you see the gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah.